When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Uh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All let's right. go. All right. Uh, we are DMVR Buffs Primetime, presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations, happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. Yes, happy birthday, RK. Sorry the Buffs couldn't deliver for you, but uh, they got close. Yeah. Tough. Tough. Honestly, can't be mad about the, uh, at the boys at all. Uh, they fought super hard, and just didn't have the like star power scoring power mm-hmm. whatever you want to say to finish it off what was really unfortunate is that they shot lights out in the first half yep and you knew that wasn't sustainable but was what was disheartening about it is that it was so close like when you hit eight threes in the first half seven. Or, or seven threes in the first half you should have a 10 point lead yep uh and uh, you know again UCLA just has so many places they can go for offense. And that's what it came down to, in my opinion. When push came to shove late in the game, the Buffs like essentially were leaning on Tristan to do anything and create his own shot. Whereas UCLA just kept running their offense because they kind of trust everyone out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm proud of the effort, uh, but in the end, fall short. Yeah, definitely not the effort or definitely not the outcome you want, but I feel like a Fun little gift for your birthday is a Tad Boyle toss out. That was <laughs> that was legendary. Yeah, he uh, he got animated, but I kind of love uh, Tad going out, uh, ending the season yeah, on that a <laughs> like, blazing. Yeah, it's kind of uh, fitting for what the season was. It was yeah. frustrating at times, and um, I I still don't really know what he was so mad about. I'm not sure, but the Buffs got a horrible, horrible whistle, and the you know. Basically, the second half of the second half, the whistle just turned entirely against them. Some person on Twitter just tweeted, Pac-12 refs tried their best to get Colorado into the NCAA tournament, but UCLA went off script. I'm like, what What game game were you watching? (laughs) (laughs) It was legitimate insanity. I mean, the charge, uh, or no, the the illegal screen call on Jalen Gabadon when he's just standing there and gets completely trucked. Uh, that one was terrible. There's a couple other just really bad called. The one on Ethan Wright, though, was an and one. The game was kind of over at that point, but he literally yeah. goes straight up just right alongside. Uh, they got a rough whistle. That's not why they lost, but it's, it's probably why Tad got tossed. Exactly. Uh, we'll talk a lot more about this game in the second segment, uh, but we got to get RK out on his birthday. So let's play some fill in the blank, Ryan. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Kale, throw that first one up and let's get it started. For both of you, if Jabari Walker came back to play this season, 22-23, the Buffs would have had blank amount of wins. So what did they finish with? 17, 17, 17 including yesterday's win. Yep. Ooh. It's kind of hard for me to say anything less than 20. That's what uh, I was going to say, yeah. And I would probably go higher than that. Uh, I'd have to go back and like pick out the specific games mm-hmm. of like, Man, what would it have been like here to have another inside scoring option? The big thing is, though, like, you wouldn't have had to play Lawson nearly as much. Yes. Uh, and that makes a big difference. Like, 
you know, again, I still have, I'm still holding out hope for Lawson that he develops and kind of, you know, adds to his frame a little bit, gets Mm -hmm. a little more tough with the ball, but it's like the opposite of Jabari Walker, who was a man in there and a force to be reckoned with on any given night and just could give you so much inside and outside scoring. I'm going to go 22. Well, Mm. 22 is kind of where I was leading to. I talked with Tristan about a week or two ago and just talked about like how this season's been for him, like blossoming into the player that we've seen. And he talked about kind of playing under Jabari. It helped, but he was sort of in the shadows because of Jabari's just superstardom that he was last year. But I think with this year, you still would have, I think you would have had the Tristan De Silva breakout, maybe not to the same level, but he would have still broken out like we saw. But you would have had that with Jabari Walker, which I just, I think it would have been too dangerous. It, that The size that you would have with Jabari Walker, like Ryan was saying, you you don't have to, have Lawson out there for too much. You can give him some rest, and you can you can still have a big man out there that is going to get you bored. So, I'll I'll say uh, at least twenty as well. I think Tad would get another twenty-one season, and I'll I'll go twenty-three. I'll, I'll one up you. All right, you fair go. enough. Next one, Cal. Whenever you're ready. Here it is, guys. Oh, Charles Kelly can hit us with a like now that we're switching <laughs> yes, to football. Yes, there you go. Blank will be the breakout player of spring ball this upcoming spring session. So we need to... Wait, you didn't answer the question. You have to answer these two. Oh, for the buffs? Yeah. I mean, going back to like the Cal game and stuff, Like, if you have another guy who's able to kind of help inside, just as like as you guys said, I mean, those losses just don't happen. So I think we're... You had at least four wins. If you go back and look at a lot of the games that they lost just down to the wire... Uh, the Arizona State game, stuff like that. Okay, so I need a definition of breakout. Okay. Because everyone's new. Because usually mm-hmm. breakout is like newcomers um, or you know someone who wasn't good before who's going to be good now. So what is the definition of breakout here? Is it like someone who everyone's talking – it's just the person who everyone's talking about? Yes, the player that everyone wants to talk about after spring ball is done. I think – Kind of excluding Shador yeah, Shador, and Travis. Travis, yes, like those guys course. are excluded. I'm going to say Jimmy Horn. Mm. Uh, I am just so high on the Jimmy Horn train right now. I'll take all Jimmy Horn stock. Um, he's so fast. He's a 40 inch vertical, apparently. Mm-hmm. And that one's not like, you know, it's not like a, it was pro day timing. Like, right. 40 inch vertical is a 40 inch vertical no matter yeah. where you do it. And uh, so I'm really hyped on Jimmy. And I think when spring ball gets going, they're going to be talking about him as like, oh, he is the truth. Well, who do you got? I like the Jimmy Horn answer. Um, I think I'd go Dylan Edwards. Uh, I just, my second one. Yeah, I think you get excited like seeing his like high school tape, but it's all high school. And so you, he just hasn't been on the scene yet. And then when he gets to spring ball and really gets to kind of like show like okay yeah like this is who i am this is how quick i am i think it'll get uh buff nation a lot more excited when you get to like tangibly see it so mm-hmm. I, i'll say D- dylan edwards but also i want to say uh sedu treor i feel like he mm-hmm. he's just kind of like been more under the radar in the like weapon guys that we've gotten this offseason i think uh buff nation will also really like what they see from him i'm gonna go jeremiah brown oh i think that we're gonna see this guy playing with his hair on fire running all over the field um, 
getting sacks, getting TFLs, going sideline to sideline. I think he's going to be kind of the juice of that defense, the real like spark of it, uh, and it'll show up in spring ball. I'm so used to watching NFL practices that I forget that like you can actually play real football in college yes, practice. Yes, exactly. So like a guy like Jeremiah Brown wouldn't really be able to stand out in an NFL training camp the way that he could in spring ball for the Buffs. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to say Coach Prime said something to the tune of like, if you're going to practice football, you need to practice real football. Yes. So uh, they'll be hitting and tackling and playing ball. For sure. Uh, next question, Kale. Other than Sean Lewis, Blank will be the first head coach to come from Coach Prime's first staff at CU. You know where I'm going. Got to be Andre Hart. There it is. Got to be. Um, he just has the thing. Mm -hmm. he, he looks like a head coach. He talks like a head coach. He acts like a head coach. Uh, and he believes that he's going to be a head coach. And I think that's really important. Uh, so, you know, maybe he goes back the HBCU route. Uh, maybe he gets a bigger job. But someone is going to see all of this stuff around him and be like, that guy should be our head coach. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> he just... He kind of he gives off a similar vibe to Coach Prime, where you just you want to respect him and you want to listen to him, and I think yeah that'll that'll turn heads for other front offices um, at of universities that are looking for a head coach down the road, and yeah I I think he's the best candidate for it. I'm gonna go a little off the radar. I'm gonna go Nick Williams. Ooh, that okay. Let me explain myself. Yeah, we are having. Three of the top five edge rushers in this upcoming class visiting Colorado for the spring game in just a month. I think they're going to get a handful of those guys, and we're going to see what he does with guys like Jeremiah Brown, kind of moving them around on the edge, and it's going to catch the eyes of a lot of coaches. He's got the SEC background. He's coached in that area. He's got those ties. Um, I could definitely envision him as a head coach somewhere down the line. I mean, I, I, I see it, too. I, I just think he might be later down the line. Sure. He's young, for what sure. Is he 29? Yeah, he's like 28, 29. Yeah. So, I mean. Who knows, man? They've been guys going are younger. are hired <laughs> yeah. so young now. So it's possible. And yeah. someone might just kind of call their shot mm -hmm. on Nick Williams. And I wouldn't blame them if they did. Uh, but I think I think my guy Andre Hart's getting the, getting the nod first. Um, I love the F1 comment from JDR right there. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, well, next question, Kale, whenever you're ready. Blank will be Colorado's leading receiver in 2023. I'm going back to the well here. Jimmy uh, Horn? To Jimmy, yeah. Like I said, I just can't I can't buy enough Jimmy Horn stock right now. Yeah. I don't want to follow you. I like the Jimmy Horn, but I'll, I'll be different. And uh, I'll say we just we see a lot more Travis Hunter at wide receiver than we think. Ooh. And he, just because he's Travis Hunter. like Yeah. I mean, we it, talked about that earlier this week, mm -hmm. and I believe you. Travis Hunter. You're going Travis Hunter? Yes. <gasps> I believe we're going to reach a breaking point at some point. Again, we're not like the Celebration Bowl caliber where it's like at the end of the year, but there's going to be a point, I think, early in the season, obviously the schedule's stacked, where the Buffs realize this guy is just too dynamic. It's just going to be so much harder to keep him off the field. The chemistry with Shador and him is there. Travis Hunter. This year's leading receiver. Wow, I can't believe I'm on an island here with Jimmy Horn. <laughs> it, it's a great answer. I just it, it's Travis Hunter. You can't go away from it. I know. I, and I th I think you guys have a great chance of being correct here. I just think that there'll be enough of the season where he's still splitting time mm -hmm. that will give Jimmy the uh, 
the nod. Well, Jimmy only needs like 20 receptions, too, to put yeah. up a shit ton of yards. Yeah. So, And I was really impressed with some of the routes we were seeing him. And like one-on-ones is always slanted against the defense. But mm-hmm. you can really get an idea for a, a receiver's ability to create separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was impressed with some of the stuff he was doing out there. We'll see. We'll see who's right. Next question, Kale. The Buffs will have blank players drafted in 2024. So not this upcoming draft, the next draft. Oh, so okay. okay. Yeah. I think this. So not the draft that's about to happen in April. Yes, it'll yeah. be a year the draft now. with Coach Prime, like the so first round of Coach, Coach Prime Prime's players. Yes. Yeah, so guys like Jordan Dominic, Taylor Upshaw, um, I mean Miles Slusher, all on the board here. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I personally have not looked that far down the road. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna just say four. Okay. That's where my heart is sending me. I think you talk about guys like Savion Washington. He's a guy that's in there. Could leave and get drafted you right away. You held that one back when you were naming names. <laughs> well, sorry. I can't name them all, <laughs> just, man. Kavasi Smoke could have a big year, too. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go at least five, so I'll one-up you by one. Uh, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised by the amount of uh, I guess publicity the Buffs are getting this time next year about draft prospects, guys at the combine kind of going off. Um, it's going to be fun. No, yeah, I just to go off that. You already like the off season. We're still early into the off season, and the spotlight that has been put on the CU Buffs football program, like that we haven't seen in decades, it'll just continue to amplify. And these guys will be on national television mm-hmm. week after week after week, which. It, it does help the draft stock when you don't have to play on the Pac-12 network every Saturday and you get to show yourself on ESPN and ESPN2. That's a hilarious comment from Connor, which <laughs> shows that he's like in the cer- – like, He is. He just like made a pretty deep reference into our world saying that uh, Will's looking very Samish. <laughs> I was sitting next to this guy watching the game, and I just looked at the flannel, and I was like, that is kind of a yeah. Samish look. I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. I love it. Um, to this point, uh, and to your point about leading receiver, if Jimmy Horn has a big enough year, he's got the speed, man. That's ah, true. He could absolutely go and – But he's a, he has two years, right? He, w- he, was, he was, a, was just a sophomore last year. Yes. So, so he's eligible. He could go, yes. yes. Okay. Next question, Kale. Blank will score the first touchdown of the season for the Buffs in 2023. Kvasi, I smoke. Mm. Well, I'll take Jimmy Horn. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't just answer you can't, you Jimmy can't Horn just keep going, Jimmy Horn. <laughs> uh, let me go. How many wins would the Buffs have with Jabari Walker? Jimmy Horn. Jimmy Horn. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many? You can ask Jabari. How many would they have with Jimmy Horn if you put him on the basketball team? Uh, maybe one more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Dylan Edwards. Give me a long touchdown run to start the mm. year. Uh, I've already predicted him for first touch of the year. Yes. Well, on that same note, I was going to say, throw in Nico Reed, too. Let's get a kick return, first touchdown of the year. Let's start it off right. Oh, baby. I love it. At TCU? (laughs) At TCU. First play from uh, at all. It's wild to me that Coach Prime's first game as the Buffs head coach is going to be in Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could it have been anywhere else better, maybe besides Boulder? Uh, I don't think so. Mm, Probably not. Pretty crazy. At Florida State? Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Soon. Uh, I'd be very surprised if Jimmy Horn is the answer to this question. Last one, Kale, throw it up. 
The best Deion Sanders Jr. song is Jimmy Horn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. Mary had a little lamb. Do you have one, Will? I, uh, I'm not going to lie. I personally do not have one. Money Old is the best Deion Sanders All Jr. Right. song. All right. Uh, DJ at Coors Event Center agrees with Yes. Me. Exactly. It's that beat drop. I just, uh, I'm a sucker for it. Uh, it's just the entire beat of Money Old for yeah. me. It's, it's so it bangs good. bangs as well. It's like a great song to start your day off. Throw that one on. Can't possibly have a bad day. There you go. That is fill in the blank, guys. And sadly, time? I have to run. There you go. Say goodbye to RK until tomorrow, folks. Birthday boy. And say happy birthday. This, and give us a like on his way out, too. This is going to be a, a funny shot of you guys just sharing a couch during the <laughs> podcast. If you want, someone wants to come here, they can. We'll have to send you over on this ad read here, then. All right. All right. Appreciate everyone for the uh, birthday wishes. Skull buffs. See you, RK. We'll be back. Happy we'll birthday, have him back RK. Tomorrow. All right, guys. Uh, while we kind of move things around, shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. If you sign up with code DMVR, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. They got ton of no-sweat SGPs. Uh, you've got baseball starting up here very soon, too. Tons to bet on. Did you make money on the uh, Buffs game today? Did you bet on UCLA, perchance? I, I actually didn't. I was, I was thinking about the... Uh, CU plus eight, and that ended up not actually hitting, so I guess mm -hmm. it kind of worked out for the best, but I, I did think about it because I liked that line. We'll see. We have many more chances. You have some, uh, some long shots and some dogs for us to bet on here coming up, right? I do. I do. We will definitely talk about that. Uh, stay tuned to thedmvr.com, guys. We're going to have uh, – I'll have an article up today on the UCLA game, and then Will and I are also going to do a fun Q&A at some point next week, kind of breaking down the entire bracket. Um Will knows his stuff, so we're going to try and get him to help you all out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DMVR. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Then shout out to our friends at Jive Hive. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. They are a virtual dispensary on wheels that offer you guys low pricing and delivering straight to you. They have no brick-and-mortar stores, so that means low overhead, uh, giving you guys better prices. They could also deliver to wherever you may be, to your job, to your home, anywhere. Just head on over to JiveHive.com and get your order delivered the same day your scheduled delivery window. They'll be there to say hi. Head on over to JiveHive.com and enter your address to find out if JiveHive can deliver to your door. Now serving in Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Don't drive, jive, hive. <laughs> oh, you guys kill there's, me. There's been some good comments. <laughs> Too much, man. Too much. All right, well, let's break this game down, man. It was kind of a tale of two halves. The Buffs were just absolutely on fire in the first half. They went 7 of 12 from behind the arc. Uh, I believe they were up. They were leading by one at halftime. And then in the second half, UCLA just kind of explodes. The Buffs only hit three three-pointers. They only shoot 44% in the second half. What was your biggest takeaway from this game? Uh, I'll give two takeaways, one per half. The first half, I totally agree with you. Um, with The shooting was just lights out. I, I said when, I think it was after one, Ethan Wright made three. 
It's like, okay, are we going to see like a Texas A&M game where just every three falls for this team? And yeah, they went up one into the half and you, you felt good. But then my second takeaway for the second half of the game was just, we touched on it in the game yesterday and just how Colorado's kind of built around a bunch of role players and UCLA has a lot of stars and it just, it got a little overpowered down the stretch. You just couldn't rely on Tristan Da Silva when they had Jaime Hawkes, Tiger Campbell, Amari Bailey having a career day. Like they, yeah. they had way too many weapons to just us having to give the ball to Tristan and say, go to work. And it, that's, that's where the game kind of slipped away down the stretch, I'd say. Yeah, on Tristan, not really his most efficient performance. Um, I mean, that ankle is still obviously kind of hampering him a bit. Only 6 of 15 from the floor. Did score 17 points, however. Six rebounds and two assists. Uh, Julian Hammond, though, man. I mean, we were talking about it while watching the game. This guy maybe needs to probably start, and it may have been a mistake not having him in the starting lineup earlier in the year because we have really seen him come into his own over the last, I don't know, two weeks or so. Today, 14 points, went 6 to 10 from the field, hit two of his four three-point attempts, also had four rebounds, six assists. Uh, he did have three turnovers, however, though. Where are we at with Julian Hammond? What's his role next year moving forward? Uh, I don't know. He, uh, he, I think you definitely need to give him a nod for maybe starting point guard because there was a time in the middle of the season, KJ went down with injury. There wasn't too much not leadership, but you just you needed somebody at the helm kind of running the offense, and you didn't have that. And then KJ came back, and he just kind of stumbled throughout the back half. He never really got back into that rhythm. And you, you just felt like you needed a true point guard, and KJ, great player, but kind of feels more of like a combo guard, maybe being th- or a shooting guard being thrown into this like combo guard, be a point guard role. But yeah, Julian today, 14 points is awesome, but I love seeing six assists on the stat sheet like he just he's he's shown in the limited time these past three games as a starter that he can be a really good facilitator for this team he can he can score and he can find openings for guys kind of create space and yeah just like I said be a good facilitator for this team for sure man I mean that's kind of been one of the knocks on this team is kind of the lack of a true point guard you do have KJ and he does some amazing things shooting and passing the ball, but he can be a little high volume at times. Um, He can also be quite streaky. I mean, I know he got hurt and he was sick at one point during the year, and that's kind of what changed uh, the momentum for his season at a certain point. But what we've seen from Julian Hammond, he's someone you can kind of run the offense through. He's done really well passing the ball. Um, And I think it was RK that said it just yesterday. Just when he's in the starting role and he doesn't have to kind of make the most of his, I don't know, 18 minutes or whatever he gets a night, he just seems to play so much more within himself and be able to facilitate and just run the offense a lot more, a lot more calm and poised. We'll see. I mean, they're kind of stacked at guard at this point. Um, you wish they would have more size. You're getting that some next year. You have another guard coming in too. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Loss and Levering. Nine points. Three or four from the field. Went three or four from the line today, too. A place where he's really struggled. But only two rebounds. He did have five fouls. Where are we at with Lawson moving forward into 23-24? Yeah, I've, I've been saying it throughout the entire season. 
Lawson's young. He's he still just kind of looks like a puppy out there. And today, I think was in the third matchup against UCLA. I think this this was the best Adem Bona looked against Lawson in the buffs. He just Lawson kind of got pushed around here and there. Wasn't able to just create any separation with him down low. He would try to box out and Adem Bona would just swim move him every time. And I just, I think with Lawson, like the next step in his development is just needing to build that stature. Cause mm-hmm. he, he's seven one, but when a seven one or seven foot, but when the seven foot player is only getting you two rebounds, you, you just, you need more out of him. And I think it comes in like the physicality department. Yeah. You kind of saw that today, didn't you? Just kind of getting bullied off. The point at times, um, the transfers, Jalen Gabadon, Ethan Wright, have been underwhelming at times throughout the season, but I feel like they really showed up the last two days, really gave that energy, uh, something this team has really been missing since Hadley's gone out and Jalen Gabadon's tried to fill that. He's battled injuries himself. Today, he went 2-2 two two from behind the arc. Ethan Wright also hit two threes behind the arc. Double-digit points for both. You got four rebounds from Ethan Wright, which is, I mean, the dog that that guy has. He's just completely fearless. Uh, we can talk about kind of the plan with transfers for next year, but talk about what you saw from those two guys the last two days, Will. Yeah, with Ethan Wright, I uh, kind of asked him after the post game of the UCLA or the Utah game mm-hmm. last week, like just. He, he does have that not the size of the dog in the fight, size of the fight in the dog mentality. He will go up against seven foot of Dembona. He will attack the rim. Like he just, he's aggressive. He, he plays bigger than what he looks like out there. And it's, he's been, he stepped up huge in these three games without KJ. And I mean, it's not just KJ. You're also down Javon Hadley. You're down Javon Ruffin. And yep. so for Ethan Wright to step up, not only physically, but it seems like mentally. And he's just, he's stepped into this role and he's, he truly embraced it. And I, I was thoroughly impressed with just, yeah, like the intensity he brought out there. And then with Jalen, I kind of wish Jalen would have shot more today. Yeah, he, for he, sure. He started out off just on fire, two or two from three. And then I don't know if he, I, he maybe shot like once in the second half. I forget what his yeah. stats were at halftime, but. Yeah, Jalen Gabadon, great shooting day from him. But the thing that I've been more impressed about with Jalen, I mean, you knew it coming in. He was Ivy League Defensive Player of the Year. So you knew you were mm-hmm. going to get just great defensive minutes from him. And you, I think you kind of wish throughout the season you would have seen maybe more days like today where he's 5-5 five of five from the field getting you double-digit points. But kind of along the same line as Ethan Wright, I love the intensity he brought. There was multiple times during this tournament that you saw Jalen Gabadon just – diving onto the floor for loose balls, just putting his whole heart out there. And I don't know, maybe it's something in the Ivy League. Like they got, it, it's like a smaller gym and they just play that rec league mentality. Mm-hmm. But both those guys, they got, they got dogs in them. And I, I, was, I was impressed with the fight that I saw from both of them today. We're saying goodbye to them. However, their last game's in black and gold as they were both graduate transfers. I alluded to it earlier, Will. What should Tad and the Buffs be looking for in the transfer portal? I mean, you can name specific players, a player archetype, um, whether it's similar to what we had from the two guys this year or different. What are you wanting to see from these transfers moving forward? 
Yeah, so the transfer portal is like just getting going. And so you're you're seeing a lot of um, small school guys transfer out, maybe like grad transfers, kind of like what you had with Ethan Wright and Jalen Gabadon. I, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing a guy that was averaging maybe 18 or 19 in a mid-major conference. But the thing that I, I think I kind of want to take a swing on or see Tad and the coaching staff take a swing on is go out to like the SEC or the Big 12, kind of these powerhouse basketball yeah. conferences this season where they've got pretty stacked lineups, but their rotations are kind of shallow. Go out and get a guy that is maybe on... I don't know, like Oklahoma or mm -hmm. a Tennessee or something. Maybe not Tennessee. They're pretty good. But like go out and get a guy that wasn't getting minutes on the team and who wants to kind of just slide into a larger rotation, kind of like you saw Keon Brooks did with Washington this year. Just, I think, I don't know. I don't even know if I'd want a, uh, a center or a guard to come in because with Julian Hammond, I think yeah. I would have liked to maybe go out and get a guard, but the way Julian Hammond played these last few games, it would I wouldn't be too opposed to... The way Ruffin played down the stretch, and too. And Ruffin, too, because Ruffin was a freshman this year, so I would totally be down to... Hopefully Ruffin can be more healthier next year and just kind of let him lose, too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the big thing that I'd just like to see is maybe go out to like a bigger conference and get a guy that sort of fell out of the rotation on one of these bigger teams and let them come to the pack, let them come to see you and maybe find a new role with yeah. Tad and company. I mean, the game has changed now. Since Coach Prime has been hired, they made the changes to the transfer portal that are going to be able to accept guys from basically anywhere now as opposed to having their hands tied and kind of just taking what they can get. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. This will be like the last time we actually really get deep into this team about college basketball, but we will be touching on them a lot more moving forward. Cody Williams, of course, coming in. Uh, football fans, we will get back to that tomorrow. All football, I promise. Get your questions in now, guys. We will answer them very shortly. But before, shout out to our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge Brewery and DMBR have teamed up to give some lucky DMBR fans the ultimate game day experience, including VIP tickets, Lexus Club access, parking, and DMBR merch. We just gave away the Avs giveaway last week. We are giving away still the Nuggets giveaway. That is not until I think you have another two weeks or so on that one. The game is going to be played on March 30th. That's a Thursday against the New Orleans Pelicans. We're giving away two tickets, courtside row two, club Lexus access, parking pass, and DMVR gear. Head on over to thedmvr.com slash sweeps and complete the form to enter. You must be 21 years or older. Links are also in the show description, and the winner will be selected one week before the game. And then shout out to Run Your Pool. Guys, the madness is coming. See you maybe out, but there's still plenty of fun to have and chances to compete against us, me and Will, directly. Um, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to do some bracket competition. We're going to be giving out some cash prizes. We're also going to be giving out some DMVR locker cash First place, we're giving away $300 in cash and a $75 DMVR locker gift card. Second place gets $150 in cash. And third place gets $50 in cash. All that to say, it's free to play. Go to play.runyourpool.com slash DMVR and sign up now. You have until March 16th uh, at around 10.15 in the morning. That's when the first game of the first round tips off. Uh, Run Your Pool is the co the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their friends together to connect and compete. Again, head on over to play.runyourpool.com slash DMVR and sign up today. 
All right, let's get to some comments. Kale, hit that like button while you're at it, guys. Only 99 today. Damn, ruthless, man. It's tough to get likes in a loser's lounge. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, maybe hit the thumbs up for Will's uh, uh, Samish look. <laughs> we have something. <laughs> JDR asked Jake, do you think Lewis Hamilton is the F1 GOAT? He's a Broncos part owner, FI. I am very, very aware of that. Um, I'm a Max fan, but uh, I do think Lewis, if not the GOAT, he's the co-GOAT with Michael Schumacher. Uh, he's pretty incredible. Hopefully we see Mercedes kind of turn it around relatively soon and get to a more competitive level. I'd like to see... Max not win every race by 40 seconds, if we could. Next question from Jay's Mayhem. Who are the top three players coming to CU basketball next year? Ooh. Coming to CU basketball next year? I so mean, it's Cody, Asan. It's Cody, Asan, and then Courtney Anderson. Those yes. are the three recruits. I'd say if you get a transfer, they would probably slide in. They, they wouldn't. Cody's the number one. But depending on the transfer you get, they can maybe be the number two. But Asan Diop, also a name to look out for. Uh, Four-star. He was kind of like all around the board on where he was ranked. But I'd, I'd say like top 100 to be safe, maybe even top 50 on some mm -hmm. uh, sites. But he's a Colorado kid, too. And he'll be a fun big man to watch next year. So Stay tuned with the transfer portal, too. Um, Tad's not done yet. Vel asks... You are new, and you're doing an outstanding job. Does Will have on Vans? You are doing a great job, Will. Thank you. Uh, actually, I got on Ooh. Blazers, and they're kind of tough to see in the light, but they got that CU gold. And With I the got CU, CU socks. Got to rep the buffs when, uh, <laughs> whenever there's a game day. So There you go. Yeah. Um, if you guys do not subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, Will and I have been recording basketball episodes every week since January. Can't yeah. even remember. It's been a while. Uh, Will's been on for a while, but yeah, we've had him kind of fill in on the live show last year. First two time days. in studio. Yes. Or second time now. What teams CU can beat this upcoming season that they lost to last season? All right, let's get into this. First, you start with Cal. I mean, easily the worst win or worst loss of the season 80 to 76 at Cal. Cal only won three games this year. Are they talk? Are we talking basketball? Or I thought that's what we were talking. We, we could talk, talk basketball or football. football. Let's I mean, go basketball first. Yeah. Okay. Um, you start with the Cal game. Which one do you look at though and see? I mean, you can talk. Second UCLA game, I think, is up there too. Yeah, the second UCLA one because ASU that one like you shouldn't have lost. Like that was one that was it hurts just because you were so close to beating such a good team. I honestly. I just look at any home game that you lost in the Pac-12 um, just because home court advantage in college basketball is so big. So that Washington game that you dropped at home, that one was brutal, um, really dropped you down in the Pac-12 standings. Yep. Uh, the USC loss, too. Yes. That one that one hurt just because of how bad you lost. But if USC is a good team this year, but you still would have liked to see you kind of like hold your ground on your home court, especially... I. I don't know. I, I don't like to look too much into it, but elevation does play a factor when these SoCal teams are coming into uh, Boulder. And so mm -hmm. when you lose by 20 to USC, that's one that really stings. And I think with the way this team's trending for next season, I definitely think you can beat them at home next year. Football. Um, do we start right off the bat with TCU? I mean, you go back to last year, we talk about it quite a bit. In the first half, it was, what, 7-6 to six 
at the end yeah. of the first half. Seven to six. Uh, the Buffs were at least keeping up with the Horned Frogs until Max Duggan came in in the second half. <sighs> ASU, that game's up there, I think, too. You have even more firepower on offense. You probably have a better defense this year, too. That game went right down to the wire. Um, man. I'm trying to think. What are the what are our homes? Arizona? I was thinking Arizona definitely could be a winnable game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to even what is a totally forgetting our. So you you get Oregon State at home. I, yes. That just Oregon State. I totally want to give them credit, but that For feels sure. like a game because Oregon State's going to be better. You don't look past them, mm-hmm. but they still feel like a beatable team again. They're going to have DJ. Who knows? Yeah. He's kind of a big question mark. There's a lot, there's a lot of quarterbacks are, that are kind of going to be question marks in the Pac-12 this upcoming season, um, and DJ being one of them for the Beavers. But that it's a November 4th game, so by that point, Coach Prime and the coaching staff should have kind of like their feet beneath them. They should be getting into a groove, and I think that's definitely a winnable game at home in beginning of November. I mean, you can almost throw any game, I think, football-related in terms of a game that they could win Definitely. that they lost last year. I mean, we really don't know at this point. Next question from John. Most likely basketball player to transfer to make some roster space. Do you have names in mind, Will, of guys already in the portal? Oh, that's the thing. Um, it's a ton of small schools that I'm a college basketball sicko, but not to like the greatest extent that I'm right now. I'm like more focused in on March Madness than the transfer portal. The like two big names that have kind of come out of the Big 12, there's Eddie Lampkin, who was, he's kind of like the Evan Batty type. Mm-hmm. He's just like kind of this big body power forward. Struggled with TCU this year, but was a big presence when TCU almost upset Arizona in the tourney last year. He stepped away from the team for personal reasons right now, and there's thoughts of him potentially ans- entering the transfer portal. I don't think he has yet. And then the other one, he's probably going to be highly touted by the bigger name programs, but Who's to say he can't come to see you? See, he's got the number one basketball player coming this year from yeah. uh, class of 2023. But uh, Fardaz Amak is his name. He is another big man, power forward center from Texas Tech. Kind of saw limited minutes in Texas Tech's basketball program sort of falling off the rails right now. So he's, he's out, and he's a big name to look out for. But you won't see the big names start to come out until – March Madness kind of ends and the dust sort of settles and offseason begins. There you go. We'll take that, though. Yeah. Super chat from Lamar. Non-buffs related. Tanker Garcia. I got Garcia TKO. You into boxing, Will? I'm, I'm like a huge sports fan, but I, I'm like spread, I spread myself thinly mm-hmm. across a lot of sports and know a lot more. So I like sort of know about boxing but not enough to talk on that yeah i'm kind of the same i'm more ufc than boxing related uh however i will take garcia just because he's the dog and why not next question from jay's mayhem top three position battles can't wait to see cu football assuming this is a football question um i mean i'm really intrigued to find out who's going to be the like Starting three wide receivers. That's what I was going to say. First week against TCU. Yeah. Um, really intrigued to see who kind of emerges as his starting edge, rusher, edge rushers. 
Uh, I think we kind of figure that Taylor Upshaw and Jordan Dominic will be that just coming in as grad transfers. But as we talked about earlier, Jeremiah Brown, guy plays hair on fire all the time, brings a lot of energy on the field. Wouldn't be surprised to see him in the mix. I'm still, I'm just excited for the running back room yeah, and seeing how Dylan Edwards kind of comes in as a rookie mm-hmm. or not a rookie, a freshman. freshman. Um, you got Smoke. Uh, now I'm totally even blanking on the other guys in the running back room, but I just I think it's going to play out fun, and it'll be interesting to see. I'm specifically just looking at Dylan Edwards and curious to see what role he kind of fills coming in as a freshman. And just how Deion Smith and Hankerson kind of fit into all yeah. that, too. Um, that's interesting. Defensive tackle, if Jalen Sammy and uh, Shane Cokes are as advertised, would love to see that. I think safety's up there, too. I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, <laughs> way more than three. EWR with a football question. Has CU offered Houston guard Cameron Johnson, who just entered the portal, only allowed one sack last year? So I was looking. I saw this question. I was trying to find his Twitter so I can see if he got offered or not. I don't think I've been able to find it just on my own. So I can't, truthfully, I can't tell you if he's been offered or not. But uh, definitely a target to watch out for. Could always use some more interior line help. Last question from our guy Lawrence. Which unit do you think will be more dominant, the offense or defense? And this is a football question. You want to go first? Oh, I think, I don't know. The defense, I think, isn't getting enough credit as it should because the offense with Coach Prime has brought in so many flashy players that I think the easy answer is to lean that the offense will be more dominant. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so excited just to see Shador get to throw to Travis, Jimmy, Dylan Edwards out of the backfield. Like those guys are going to be flashy and fun, but I, so I'll go offense, but I think the defense isn't getting enough credit for as dominant as it's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to take the easy answer and just go offense. I think Sean Lewis has got a identity that he likes to show off in his offenses. They're going to play with pace. They're going to be playing at altitude. Um, it's going to be exactly what offenses need to do to be successful here in Colorado. Um, but again, no slight to the defense. I think that they have a chance to really improve just year over year from last year to this year. Um, I mean, the bar was set pretty low. It was set pretty so. damn low. I mean, literally one of, if not the worst rushing defenses in college football last year by a wide margin yes. too. Yeah. Like I 80 mean, yards. <laughs> I'd have to look and see how they finished up. But I just remember like halfway through the season looking at me like we're average or we're letting up close to 300 yards per game yeah. on the ground. It was, it was bad. I think they were letting up more yards on the ground than the best team in the country. The best rushing team in the country was averaging <laughs> offensively. If not, it was damn close. That's cause it was, it was that bad. Yeah. So, like, obviously there's a low bar and the defense will improve, but like I was saying, I think you need to give it more credit than is being given right now for how much they will improve and they will be dominant. For sure. Anything else, Kale? Nope. There it is, guys. We'll be back tomorrow, full football show. Make sure you guys subscribe to the pod on Apple Podcasts, also Spotify. We appreciate your kind words, but if you could hit us with a five-star review, we'd appreciate that the most. Catch Will and I will be talking uh, hoops again early next week. We'll bring Mitch back on. You guys had a ton of fun chopping oh, that was it up. Awesome. 
Uh, we'll do that again. Looking forward to it. Thanks again for uh, your work the last two oh, days, man. Really appreciate no, it. Thanks for having me. Of this course. has been so much fun. Of like, course. I, I'm a basketball guy, but I love talking football too. So yes, sir. It's been a pleasure to be on. Well, you'll have more chances to cover football too. we got spring stuff coming definitely, up. So, uh, definitely. We'll get you out there. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.